Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This episode of the podcast is with Mr. Jeff Weitzman. He is an abundance of knowledge and wisdom. It was an honor to have him on the show, and uh, he's got some very valuable information for you guys to absorb and to consider. And this was just an all-around amazing uh, podcast, short and sweet. And uh, I hope you guys will follow him on social media and check out his website. I couldn't have been happier to get him on here. Check it out. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Esoteric Gladiator. I am your host, Jeremy Lipsy. I'm joined today by a special guest who I've been internet stalking for a little while now, Mr. Jeff Weitzman. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jeremy. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I, I've been pumped up for this podcast since you agreed to do it. Um, I follow your Instagram page and a lot of the videos you post, and, and I'm just always blown away by the wealth of knowledge you have on our rights, knowing about amendments and and, and bills and, and all that stuff, which I'm sure you'll be able to clarify the proper uh, linguistics for that. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, so I watched a video of you in Ikea having a Mexican standoff with like six employers, <laughs> uh, employees yeah. there. And I was just yeah. like, oh, this guy is a G. Oh, man, that was so much fun. And the thing that was so great about that experience was that I got the employee to actually admit that um, she had no comeback for the law. And in this case, you know, what happened was I went to Ikea, I went to do shopping, and this was before the mask mandates were lifted. And they told me that I either had to wear a mask or I had to, you know, do some temperature check where they put some wristband on me and all that stuff. And I was like, well, no, I don't need to do that. So I just went shopping. But eventually they hounded me. And um, so at one point I said to the employee, um, here's the law. It's 21 U.S. Code 360 BBB-3, which states that no emergency use device can be mandated. In fact, informed consent must be given and we have the option to refuse the mask, the PCR or the vaccine. And so I just said, now that you've heard the law and you know the law, um, are you going to abide by the law? And she said, sir, this is private property, so we can do whatever we want. <laughs> I was like, well, no, you can't. Yeah, there's you a can't. law. There's a, the, the, you're, you have a license, and your license is subject to the law. So back once again, here's the law. How are you going to accommodate the law? And it, it was just so fun to watch her dance around that and not be able to answer it. And I think that was the cleanest one to date <laughs> of where I say, here's the law. Are you going to abide? And they just go another direction. You're like, okay, okay, you just perjured yourself. Thank you very much. Yeah, and you know what? I watched another video you had posted. I think it was like a week or two later, and it was you were kind of. I think you had just served somebody some paperwork or something like that, and you're like, well, I don't know if if they got it or, but I'm gonna wait back to hear from them. I don't remember what business. Yeah, I mean, right now, right now, I'm going after Trader Joe's. Oh yeah, it was Trader Joe's exactly. Yeah, they're forcing their employees to wear masks while they're working. And then the moment they punch off the clock, they can walk around in the same store and do their shopping without a mask. Fucking <laughs> so, ridiculous. Yeah, 
Yes. So uh, I have now served them notice at their corporate office and I put a time frame on it. You know, you have until Friday, July 2nd to get back to me. Otherwise, we will escalate the legal proceedings. And this is just all fun for me, you know, because yes. it's it's like we have we're we're winning here and they're losing and and all we have to do is be persistent and present the law in their face and they're all going to surrender. So it's pretty fun to watch it ha it go down. Well, that's the most fascinating part about a lot of this. There's this there's there's a guy in Canada. I forget his name. Chris. Chris Sky. Yes. And, you know, and he's like you, but up in Canada, you know, and the, the thing is, is. You know, a lot of people just aren't aware of their rights, of the laws, you know, the penal codes, the amendments, whatever, you know. And so these people are relying on our ignorance and yes. and on the fact that, you know, they've been doing psychological experiments upon us for centuries. So they know, you know, by and large, how massive groups of society is going to react to specific you know, types of external stimulus and pressure and things like that. They know what most people will do. They know most people are followers. Most people won't speak up for themselves. Um, in fact, a lot of people aren't even speaking up for their children, right? Right. It's, right. it's insane. But uh, it's so amazing when I see people that are aware of, of their, their, their rights as a human being. I mean, a lot of people don't even know you don't technically have to have a driver's license that your birth certificate uh, stated that you're basically a corporation and your, mm -hmm. your your government property. And these are things, I mean, I've known about these things for, you know, 10 years now, but now I'm really starting to research this stuff more because I feel like in no other time is it is it more important for us to, you know, break away from being, you know, our social security number or our birth certificate instead of a human, we're now a corporation under the American government. So we don't even have to be treated people like people because we're corporations. Right. And it all goes right. on like maritime law and all that crap. Yeah. And you know, what's exciting now is we're learning that we can pull ourselves out of the system and then we become the executor of ourselves and they're no longer the ones that own us. We own ourselves. And we can start to get back a lot of our rights and even a lot of our money that's been taken from us. So yes. it, it really took them pushing us to this extreme level for us to do the work to, to find out that there's a whole lot of stuff we can do. And Jeremy, I think what's been really exciting about my work, and this is really just me stepping out and experimenting, right? I didn't know how to do any of this stuff. And and what I learned is that there is a direct approach to handling things. We don't have to use the fraudulent legal system. I don't need to sue Sprouts. I don't need to get an attorney. All I need to go is directly to the store, film them breaking the law, yes. expose that on social media, and within you know a couple months, Sprouts Corporate is all of a sudden announcing no more mask mandate for any shoppers. Well, that's the interesting thing about this whole mask hoax was that um, massive corporations like Walmart and Safeway, they weren't enforcing people to wear masks. 
because mm-hmm. I believe their lawyers spoke to them about, hmm. hey, you know, somebody could sue us, you know, if right. they know the fucking law that, you know, somebody yeah. could, you know. And uh, my cousin was down in L.A. and you know how militant they are in, in L.A. about masks. I was just down there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, he has medical issues. He's asthmatic. And he would go into stores and argue with people and they would leave him alone. Huh. And in L.A., right? That's great. That's yeah. great. And so um, it's really amazing to see so many people waking up because I'm sure you know we're, we're in a very, very uh, volatile time in our history, in the world's history for that matter. And um, I mean, I've known about it since 9-11, like literally the day of when I when I was that was my awakening. The day of was like, oh, crap, like this is an inside job. What 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 are these people doing? And then all of a sudden the years and years of research and secret societies and numerology and occult symbology and corporate logos and, you know, human trafficking and all this crazy stuff. To where we're at now, which is if we don't take a stand, they got FEMA camps and inoculations with our names on it. And <laughs> I'm de- and, and like you already know, because you saw Vaxxed if you know, and this was how, how, how long ago was Vax filmed? Yeah, I think that was about um, three or four years ago. So you think about that, right? You think. Three or four years ago, the CDC is involved in major corruption, right? And now the CDC is the gold standard for uh, pushing medical tyranny around the globe, right? Definitely, definitely. You know, here's another example. Look at um, Israel, right? Yeah. What is the motto? Never forget, uh, pertaining to the Holocaust, never forget— And what do the Jewish people do? They trade in their gold star for a green passport. Yeah. yeah Never exactly. forget, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So this shows you and me are exempt from this ignorance, clearly, because I, I've been posting things about, you know, the harmful effects of vaccines and how our politicians are all pedophiles for a decade. I've been posting things like that online. I've been mm-hmm, getting into arguments mm-hmm. with my families, my clients, my friends. And, and in the last year and a half, I've watched a lot of people that used to tell me how crazy I was walk it back and start asking me questions. I know. I love it when they ask questions, right? Your approach is is magnificent because see me I'm I'm a little more militant. I grew up in in bad neighborhoods. I lived a wild life. I spent a lot of time incarcerated. So mine is in, you know training martial arts and and fighting my whole life. Um I'm a little more militant, but you have kind of like a a a non-violent communication approach. Are you familiar it's, with it's that? It's hilar- it's it's hilarious, isn't it, Jeremy? You speak like the guy, I forget his name, Marshall something or other. He created <laughs> nonviolent communication. And when yeah. I listen to you speak, I'm like, I could listen to this guy talk for hours. He's so eloquent. I, You know, I actually find all of those videos hilarious because people do not know what to do with me. And what I've found is that a calm man or woman armed with the truth and love, there is no defense for that. <laughs> and and they're not used to seeing it, right? 
they're used to seeing people react or uh, become bullies or become slaves. But to have somebody get into their face who's calm and loving and presenting them with the truth that they cannot alter, it's, it's a game changer because they don't know what to do with it. And then the other fact that, that I like so much is this idea I've learned that I'm not asking for permission in life. I'm doing what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing is loving and just and lawful. So I'm really just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And if you have a problem with it, that's your problem and not mine. And so all this, you know, mask, vaccine, PCR test, it's like uh, no, no, and no, because um, that's, that's, I don't need to do that. <laughs> and, and I mean, that throws people because they're, what do you mean you don't need to do that? You have to do that. You're in society, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, actually, we don't need to do that. And anybody who tries to make us do that, we can put the truth in their face and ask them, how are you going to accommodate the law? Here's the law. How are you going to accommodate it? And it's a game changer. Yeah, well, th what they're doing is they're presenting rules to you. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm guidelines, following rules. the law. You're yeah. breaking the law with yeah. your rules. You yes. can go to jail for violating these laws. I love it. I love it. I, I, lo I love it too, dude. It, it's so <laughs> incredible. And that's why I had to have you on because I want you— well, I actually want to ask you some things about yourself, your life, where you grew up, and things like that. Yeah, and then, yeah. I, which I should I have to tell you done from the beginning. I'm just so excited to have you on here. That <laughs> so, so tell Thank us you. a little bit about Jeff Weissman. Yeah, so I grew up with a German father who was very, um, I don't want to say evil, but he, he was dastardly, and I had to learn how to de-escalate situations. Jeremy, where did you? Grow I up? mean. I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. And my father was a medical doctor. Okay. And um, he was, you know, multiply addicted and scary and rude. And it, it was survival, you know, it was survival. And everything was dependent on de escalation. And, and I had to learn this approach that would not trigger him and would not make him fly off the handle. And so that's, that's how I came up. That was my boot camp, right? Yeah. That's how I, I learned this process of de-escalation. And, you know, when I started this whole thing uh, a year ago, I was horrible, Jeremy. I was just like every other person out there where I was screaming and yelling and, um, you know, I will sue your ass and, yeah. and, and, and getting held back by the cops. And it's like, ugh. That just did not work. And and the reason I wanted to go there was because all of this tyranny triggered my own abuse from childhood. Yeah. And and I had I had to for me, I had to get away from drama. I had to get super quiet, you know, get to that really deep place of connection to the universe and connection to God. I try to go and, there every day with meditation. And, and here's Here's the hard part, James, Jeremy. This is the part I didn't want to do. I had to go to that place of love. Man, are you kidding me? This guy, these people are shoving this stuff down our throat. They're trying to kill us, and I'm supposed to love them? Yeah. Right? So as soon as I got to love, it took me a long time, man. But as soon as I got to love and I knew the law, 
then I knew I couldn't be stopped. But it, it was such a process in the last year just to get there. But you know, going back to, to everything I grew up with, my trauma response to my childhood was because uh, I was sexually abused was to become a sex addict. Okay. And then I also needed the Al-Anon program because I needed to learn how to deal with coming from alcoholism. Okay. And the process of those two meetings, um, you know, going to Sex Addicts Anonymous and going to Al-Anon, the end result of that was I finally got uh, separated from this fantasy self from this because when I was going through the abuse, I separated into two different people. Okay, yeah, and, trauma-based. And by, yeah, yeah. And uh, by disassociative. Going, uh, yes. Okay. Yes, you have to because you cannot – you can't connect to the authentic self because there's so much shame around Yeah, this the can't be self. happening to me. Yeah, exactly. So – and the other idea is this can't be happening. Something's wrong with me, right? Yeah. And so, so what program helped me do was separate from all of that noise and get back to my authentic self and go through the grief and the pain and the sadness about losing – all those things I lost out on. But as soon as I connected back to the authentic self and connected to God and the universe, I was okay. It took a long time to get there, but you know, I was okay finally. So that's kind of been the journey I've been on. And, um, uh, I'm, I'm super grateful now for everything I've been through because it got to, got me to where I am today. Well, what's really awesome is that it sounds like you and me had very similar upbringings. My father was a uh, a drunk construction worker, and uh, I, I didn't, I was definitely scared of him for, for a very good reason, and, yeah. um, you know, he's been sober now for 28 years, and um, wow. we actually have a really good relationship now, and uh, he's somebody that I <laughs> admire, right? Um, Amazing. But, uh, you know, I feel like uh, hearing your upbringing and and when you're like man i have to figure out de-escalation and also you know al-anon i i've gone to a few al-anon meetings in my life i haven't gone in years but um i i knew that al-anon was an amazing program for a lot of people and a lot yeah. of my close friends you know growing up in los angeles and i you know i've been tattooing for 20 years started tattooing on Hollywood Boulevard. So, you know, a lot of my friends and clients were drug addicts and, you know, of course I partied and was a sex addict too. You know, I was womanizing for a large, you know, part of my life. Um, and it wasn't until I discovered like, uh, meditation. I went and I did, I don't know if you know about Vipassana. Have you heard of that? No, that ten, sounds great. 10 day silent, uh, meditation. Wow. Wow. One of the most challenging things I've ever done in my life, and I've now done it three times, and I've also wow. served a few times. And I always tell people, I'm like, because as much as I talk, you'd be amazed to know that I've done over 30 days of ah, silence in my life. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. And um, meditation and breath work, uh, you know, from Wim Hof to a lot of other uh, breathing exercises that I do, uh, you know, will take me to profound places and, and deep connection with, you know, universal consciousness and the creator of all things, the most high. Um, but uh, you had said something earlier about, um, you know, looking at your abuse and, and the trauma as, as almost stepping stones for uh, 
the profound realizations of who you are today, correct? Absolutely. And, you know, something that happened about six years ago was that my wife got cancer. She got bladder cancer. And she was told by the doctors here in Los Angeles that she had to have her bladder removed, her vagina cut in half, Mm. and then chemo and radiation with a 50% chance of survival. And instead, we went to Germany, treated it naturally at a clinic there with focused heat, IV nutrients, and ozone therapy, and the cancer was completely gone in 30 days. I've actually been thinking about getting a, a, a an aqua cure, a Brown's gas uh, machine. I've just recently, cool. I don't know if you know about that. It's it's like a, a oxygenated uh, water therapy. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so anyway, but but that, that whole situation, you know, she was good to go for about five years, and then the cancer came roaring back finally last summer. And she died July 30th of last year. Sorry to hear that. But here's the interesting thing, Jeremy. Um, She didn't die from all the ways she was treating her body because she was very nutritionally oriented, using lots of detox, even using cannabis oil. Uh I mean, she did everything right. Yeah. And she still died. And the question is why? And, And the answer is because she was not able to unhook from her childhood trauma that had victimized her. Now, the difference between her and I is that I was not victimized by my childhood trauma. I chose a path, sounds like similar to you, which is I came out brawling Mm -hmm. and I'm like, nobody's ever gonna again. And that's been the difference, you know, is, is my, uh, fighting against it and saying, I will not be victimized and her just saying, well, I'm not going to talk about it and just hope it goes away. Yeah. So, um, you know, back to your question about all of this stuff being a great training ground for what we're going through today. Um, it really has been, it's been like a boot camp for me to, to be my best self in 2021 when, when I need my best self. Yeah, absolutely. What's crazy is um, I had heard about, it was probably like a month ago, about how there's a lot of healers out there that, like, you know, the naturopathic healers or, or, you know, whatever type healers that are able to help other people heal, but they wind up dying from cancer or they can't heal themselves. Yeah. And why is that? You know, and um, I think you just hit it on the head was, you know, maybe there was something emotionally or mentally, you know, that they just couldn't let go of those ghosts. Right. I mean, I don't know. And and you know what? We haven't known about that very much. And um, my new film that's coming out in July is called Beliefs and Stories. And one of the doctors I interviewed said, yeah, we all have a story. But it's our belief about our story that determines whether or not we're going to have disease or whether we're going to heal. And um, that's what's what we're learning these days about what true medicine is, what true healing is. It has nothing to do with pharmaceuticals. It has everything to do about, you know, good water, good food, detox and emotional health. And what is emotional health? You know, we're finally getting to 
understanding what the work is that we all have to do if we're going to take personal responsibility for this. Absolutely. Because nobody's going to hand us a pill that's going to save us. And so it's, it's a really exciting time we're living in because we're getting answers to these age-old questions. Well, even, even the, the word disease is really dis-ease. Yep. Right? I mean, it's, right. it's in the name. And there's, you know, and over the last decade in particular, I've really got into like linguistics and, and phonetics and, and, and like trying to understand a lot of the words we use even. Um, and um, what really agitated me a lot about this uh, scamdemic was... You know, not that people cared enough to help try and protect their grandmas or, you know, those that are immune compromised or whatever. But a lot of the people that I know that just, you know, hook, line and sinker that were immune compromised was like, dude, you've had cancer for five years and you're still sitting on your fucking couch drinking sodas. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I, I'm in my mid 40s. And I'm working out with people half my age doing these insane workouts, 100 pull-ups, 200 wow. push-ups, going to kickboxing wow. for 90 minutes, wow. and, and just work, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. And that's after working all day, you know, wow. fighting my hardest to stay as healthy as I can. And you want me to become unhealthy because you didn't want to do the work. I'm sorry. Right. You know, I rely right. on natural law. Only the strong survive. Grandma should have learned three years ago. You know, if I wow. if, if I die, guess what? Don't stop the world on my account. Yeah. Right. Because I yeah. can I can handle my, my life decision. Hey, I smoked. I got lung cancer. Hey, don't shut down the cigarette companies because of me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. That we live in this this era where everyone wants to blame someone else for their piss poor decisions. And <laughs> and I said before COVID, it was like two things. I, I posted this, you know, because I, you know, I'm an artist, a philosopher, whatever you want to call it. I posted a, a meme that I created that said, "If you're oppressed in 2019, take a look in the mirror. There's your oppressor. We've got mm -hmm. everything Absolutely. at our fingertips to to know about health, about wellness, uh, uh, about you know." Well, and Jeremy, the whole con game that's going on right now is that you we're all in this together Ugh. and you have to keep me safe by doing something. Insanity. Well, and, and again, I so I rely on natural law. That's why I have a huge problem with my, what I call modern pop junk science. It's like. I don't yeah. have problems with authentic science, like where right. you're, you're getting cars to run off water or getting, yeah. you know, like in the 70s, 100 miles to the gallon of gas, yeah. you know, uh, aqua cures, ozone therapy, fasting to get rid of your cancer. This to me sure. is real science based off, you know, constant patterns and, and, and probable outcomes. But when you're forcing me to wear a mask and put me in an anaerobic environment after I did organic farming in Hawaii for five years. And I know what anaerobic environments do to plants. Um, wow. They don't grow. I know what an anaerobic environment does to a fetus in a stomach. If the mother's smoking, it doesn't right. grow. Well, right. what do you think that's doing to us when we're wearing right. a freaking mask and constantly breathing in bacteria? Yeah. We're, we're in an yeah. anaerobic environment. That's yeah. why people are getting headaches and dermatitis and having dental problems and lung problems. Yeah. 
Yep, yep. Indeed. So, so what do you think right now? Well, actually, I want to know a little bit more about uh, kind of like, like – you, you, what you do for a living and, and some of the projects sure. you've been involved in. Because when I went on your website, it was two weeks ago. It was even before I reached out to you. And I, because I, you had plugged your website on your page and I saw these documentaries and I was like, oh shit, I got to watch yeah. the, You know, I've been meaning to watch Vax forever. I love what this guy says on his, on his Instagram. I'm going to, I'm going to rent that on YouTube right now and watch it. What are some of the, the the projects that you've been involved in? What do you do for a living? And uh, yeah, yeah. So one thing I do, Jeremy, is I make thirty to fifty percent on my money. And you know the 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 whole financial world is the same as the medical world is the same as the law world. Yes. No one's no one's going to tell you the truth. They're all going to tell you, give me all your money, and if you're lucky. I'll give you 7% on your money, but probably you're only going to make 3% on your money. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's just so ridiculous. And so I learned from people who had, had gotten through the system and understood what was really going on. And so I've made 30 to 50% on my money for years and years and years. And, and I've also had a window cleaning business in the past. And so I was always really well taken care of financially and it afforded me the luxury to make documentary films. Uh, my background is as an actor, uh, musician, songwriter, writer, photographer. So it was real easy for me. A just renaissance to, to, man. It, it was real easy for me just to pick up a camera and make films. And so I started making films five years ago when my wife uh, healed naturally from cancer. That was what the first film was called Cancer Can Be Killed. And then parents started calling me saying, hey, my child's in remission from cancer. Why are they being forced into two to four years of chemo? And I thought, well, that's crazy. And so when I went to interview them, I found that no doctor, no attorney in the entire country would represent these families and stop this abuse from happening. Because, you know, these children either die from that long-term chemo or they're screwed up for life. Yeah. And so what we found in the making of flipping the script was that one of the families just went to Mexico and hid out for three months and their child's fine and alive today. And the other family called the bluff of the system. And when the doctors called Child Protective Services and said, take this child from these parents because they're bad parents, the parents met CPS at the door with a stack of paperwork and said, hey, here's the data on what actually happens to kids that get long-term chemo. And now you, Mr. and Mrs. CPS, if you want to take on the liability of either killing or maiming my child for life, I want you to sign this document saying you will become liable for everything that you enforce. Well, guess what? CPS backed up at that point yeah. and said, well, wait a minute. What was it you wanted to do? And they're like, we want to do nutrition, detox, and cannabis oil. And we want to do no more uh, chemotherapy. And, and CPS was like, um, okay, why don't you try that? And if there's a problem, we'll get back to you. That, that's similar to like when these, these employers are trying to force vaccines. And I think, I don't know if it was OSHA or somebody stepped in and they're like, okay, cool. You want to enforce vaccines on your employees? 
okay, if if something bad happens to them, that's a work-related injury, and now you're liable for whatever exactly. happens to them. And Ex- and they started backing off. It, it Yeah. This whole thing is a bluff, and we're calling their bluff. And as long as you think of it in those terms, you don't have to get afraid. You don't have to feel like they're going to win. You don't have to feel like somebody's got something over on you. No, no, none of this. We're the ones that are in power. They don't have the power. And when they bluff us, we call their bluff and we stick it in their face and we say, you take on the liability for what you're asking me to do. And they back off. So that was my second film. That was flipping the script. After that, the federal government got very concerned because people were healing from cancer and child cancer is such a business that Adam Schiff, my elected representative, oh, I hate that guy. He wrote a very public letter to Jeff Bezos saying, what are you doing to control the medically inaccurate information on your website? And after that, both of my films were pulled from Amazon Prime videos. And they're still on iTunes, Google Play, and Vimeo On Demand. But the beauty of Amazon was that people could stream them for free, and I would get revenue from the streaming. So I lost a big market there. And... Um, it just shows you that the federal government has no interest at all in um, science. The government has no interest at all in citizens' rights. They're really just interested in one thing, and that's money and protecting corporations. And uh, so that was the first two films. The third film was a film on colon hydrotherapy because Ooh. so many people are healing from colon hydrotherapy. I've done colonics several times. And in fact, it- I've been, I get stopped up every once in a while and it's either fast or fast and get a colonic, but I don't have a, the closest place to me is three hours away. Ah, that's a bummer. But yeah, it is, I I get them every two or three months and they're just so healing for me. And initially I had problem with parasites. It got rid of all my parasites. Mm -hmm. So I made a film about that, you know, and, um, and then finally the, the film I just made is called Beliefs and Stories. It's coming out in July, and it's all about the emotional, spiritual issues underneath disease. So that's that's been kind of my path. I'm super excited about making films because a picture's worth a thousand words, and it's so fun to be helping other people heal. Yeah, well, it's funny you're talking about Adam Schiff, you know, dealing with um, child illness and and trying to stifle that information see i've been paying attention to these these scumbag politicians for many years and was posting videos of joe biden being inappropriate with little girls in the white house you know six seven years ago on facebook and you know doing deep dives on on what these guys were into and adam schiff was going down to haiti with um rain wilson from the office with wow. the Clintons and, and the Gateses, you know, and, and we know the Clintons robbed from Haiti after that massive earthquake. And then one of Clinton's, I think it was Hillary Clinton's PA, got found trying to transport a plane full of uh, little Haitian children out of the country. Wow. And um, so, and just disturbing pictures of Adam Schiff with, with, with small children on his lap. And, and uh, see, when you grow up, in areas, you know, where there's a lot of criminal activity and you spend seven and a half years of your life incarcerated like I did, you learn a lot about the criminal mind. You also Mm. learn about psychological profiling, uh, you know, specific 
mm. um, motions and gestures and posturings that people huh. will do. And then, you know, when I lived in Hawaii, on the island of Maui, I spent about five to six months doing what this thing called Chinese face reading. And a lot of people could say that's, oh, that's hokey, that's not provable. Well, people believe in geology. Geology is, is making a judgment upon the earth based upon, you know, however the formation rocks, uh, uh, caves, uh, maybe sure. rivets of rain. Well, well, face reading is basically the geology of human, uh, you know, reading someone's face. It's wow. like, you know, and so looking at Adam Schiff's eyes and listening to his voice, you know, it doesn't sound kind of like, you know, he's straight or homosexual. You can't figure it out. And just just his whole demeanor. I mean, it just my my hair stand up on my at my my the back wow. of my neck when I look at someone like him, because the truth is written in his eyes and who he hangs out with. And I always tell people, you know, bikers hang out with bikers, skateboarders hang out with skateboarders and and human trafficking pedophiles hang out with human trafficking pedophiles. And, wow. you know, and, and all my years of studying with these scoundrels, the story always goes back to the same groups of people, the royal hmm. family, the Vatican, Zionist Israel, and Washington, D.C. Always goes back yeah. to those places. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he is, uh, he's interesting because I met with him now, here's what's interesting, Jeremy. I, I don't know if you are into the whole uh, spiritual world of warfare that's going on. But absolutely, when we made our, when we made our film, uh, Cancer Can Be Killed and Flipping the Script, we did it in a rec room of my editor's um, uh, condominium complex. And we didn't realize it at the time, but Adam Schiff's bedroom was 50 feet away. Wow. He has a condo in that same complex because his office is in Burbank. And this condominium complex is in Burbank, California. And uh, once, you know, once we had made both films, we learned that he had been living there for five years. And we even saw him walking down the hall. And it just blew my mind that, like, whatever's going on spiritually in terms of warfare in the universe, it's just so typical of God to put the forces of light in the forces of darkness face occasionally just to show them that they're not going to win. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so that's my little trip And Adam Schiff will not talk to me anymore. Of course. Not. Um, yeah, no. And his, you know, the idiots that work for him um, have don't answer my calls anymore. So, you know, they know what's going on. <laughs> they know they know that I've I've got him dead to rights, and that he is is has absolutely abdicated responsibility for his his people. So he's in that job. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is what I think, man. And um, you know, I I go pretty deep with with everything with psychological warfare, with uh, just how I how I view things and tie things together. And I believe a lot of these people grew up in specific cults. And, um, you know, the, te Interesting. the television is the theater for what these people are supposed to be, not who they are, because we don't truly know who they are when the cameras are off. We don't, we don't know 
who Frank Sinatra is when the cameras are off, or Bob yeah. Hope, or, yeah. or Ronald Reagan, or any of these people, right? So, yeah. But what, we, what I can do is I can psychologically profile these people. What, what are these people yeah. into? Well, Adam yeah. Schiff is into, into suppressing the information on how to chill, uh, heal children from cancer. Right. You know, the Bushes are into, uh, you know, dropping bombs on, on villages of innocent people and, and stealing resources from countries. Uh, they're into Monsanto, putting poisons in our food and fluoride in our water. Uh, they're into oil spills, which I believe are intentional and I believe are ritualistic. You know, if it happens two <laughs> to three times, it's an accident. If it happens sure. 50 times since I was yeah. three years old, it's it's yeah. on purpose. Uh, yeah. You know, I look at the behaviors of what these people are into, and that right there tells me, oh, wait a second. These guys are like serial killers on steroids. Right, right, well, if right. You, if you know anything about the way that serial killers are raised, massive amounts of sexual trauma, physical, mental, emotional abuse, uh, just all kinds of horrific stuff. Well, you know, monsters are created, you know, yeah. every once in a while, you may have that one weird fluke that's just a sociopath by by from birth. By and large, I believe that they're created and I believe that there is an elite network. Well, I don't believe it. I know it that there is an elite network of people in specific types of cults. And that is why they just remorselessly. You know, they have the constitution of serial killers. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, these are the people that a, a massive amount of society looks up to and, and buys their bullshit. And uh, people will die to fight for Adam Schiff. You kidding me? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's amazing, isn't it? Uh, and I want to I want to just say here that the optimism in all of this is that we are now learning about the direct approach, you know, to handle a lot of things. Absolutely. And one of the direct approaches that's so exciting about where I live in La Crescenta is that we have a guy at the head of our town council who's an electrician who knows the damage that 5G causes on the human body. And so he banned it and he told the city of Los Angeles to take your 5G. We don't want it here. And every year he has to, uh, say to them that he's not going to accept their lease because they try to get him to sign the lease. And he says, no, we are not going to sign your lease. We're no 5G in La Crescenta. And from a local level, Jeremy, we can defeat all these things. We can defeat 5G. We can defeat the vaccine. We can defeat the masks and the PCR tests. And it, it happens from one human being to another. And that's the way we're going to defeat them eventually is we're all going to wake up and one human being to another, we're going to stop this BS. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing, you know, because uh, I, I don't know a ton about 5G. I know some about it. I've seen videos of, of areas where people have put 5G and it's like peeling the bark and leaves off trees and it's killing birds. You know, there's like piles of birds around the towers. Well, and the studies say that it doesn't allow hemoglobin to bind with oxygen. Ooh. So when you see these people right now with quote unquote COVID, what they're actually going through is radiation poisoning because they have blood disorders. They have breathing problems. That's all because their body's not getting enough oxygen because 5G is depleting them of it. 
Yeah, and we're we're electromagnetic beings. That's why cell phones exactly. can give us cancer and laptops right. can give us testicular cancer because we are electromagnetic yeah. beings. I had heard that the the major die off from the Spanish flu was because of radio towers, not because well, radio towers and vaccines. It, well, indeed, indeed, indeed. So every time we've had an electrical disturbance in our society, we've had a lot of sickness. Yeah, our... and we have to adapt to it. And so back in 1917, 1918, we adapted to it eventually. And and then, you know, now we're going through a new wave of what we're trying to adapt to. But this one's pretty strong. This is going to be hard to adapt to. I, I think ultimately we will have to do away with 5G. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I uh, recently really got, I want to say about a month and a half ago, I started doing, have you ever heard of Wim Hof? Yes. I really got into his breathing exercises, and, and two days ago, I decided, because we are in spiritual warfare, and, and you know what, you know, t if you would have asked me 10 years ago, I thought we were going to lose and 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 the forces of evil are going to win. I no longer feel that way. I mean, I, <laughs> I I talk about a lot of dark stuff, and I and I and I focus on it. But somebody has to. You know, I feel like I was raised for it. Right? You grow up in an abusive household, fighting bullies. You wind up in jail for years. You train martial arts. It takes a strong constitution to research really dark information. So, we are in spiritual warfare, but. Evil has no loyalty to anyone, least of all to itself. So in the end, <laughs> nice. they cannot win. It's impossible for these people to win. They, they, yeah. they, 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 will, they will turn on each other. They live a parasitic um, existence. Wow, wow, um, amazing. They are human parasites, it. legitimately. You I know about it. parasites. You know how parasites affect yes. the body. They're, they're going to eat the body till it kills them. They're going to have yes. no food. Right. Yes. Right. So these these people are literal human parasites. That's that's what it is. So um, I got into this Wim Hof breathing exercise, you know, and I try, you know, I try to meditate as often as I can. Now it's about a half an hour a day. But there was a year when I lived in on on the island of Kauai where I'm not joking, Jeff, I meditated for two and a half hours a day. I would wake up for an hour and 15 minutes, meditate, wow. pray. Go to work, come home right before bed, hour and 15 minutes again. Wow. Meditate. I bet that was good for your sleeping, huh? It was good for my sleeping, but I was going through it at that time, and it, it didn't feel like it was helping, but that's what huh. made me do it even more. It made me obsessed. Right? <laughs> I, I love obsessed it. Obsessed on it. I love it. But it's, you know, the, the residual effects from that years later are, are incredible, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, of course they are. So I got into this, the Wim Hof breathing technique, right? And it's, you know, I started off for, for about a month doing the three rounds. And then I kind of got in the five rounds. And then the other day, now I've got it kind of memorized. So a couple days ago, I did seven rounds on my own, right? So I went, because wow. wow. I was like, oh, I'm going to take it even further and see how far I go, right? I started having like mm -hmm. micro hallucina hallucinations. I mean, I've held my breath now for a, a little over three minutes. Um, I've never done that before. Um, and <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and like your my body has started like vibrating. Like like huh. literally it feels like your your body is vibrating. Wow. When I stopped and I did it again last night, I did eight rounds last night. I'm not joking. I was high on my own supply 
for 15 to 20 minutes after the breathing exercise, like vibrating. It's incredible. We are in spiritual warfare. I want to, I want to ask you about, um, the, uh, martial arts stuff you've done. Yeah. Have you, um, have you done much jujitsu? I have. And Uh, is that useful for a lot of like life, life understanding skills? Cause it seems like so much of life is jujitsu. Okay. So, so I always refer to a guy named Eddie Bravo. He created the 10th planet jujitsu and he is a huge, what you would call conspiracy theorist. I call him a a, a realist and a theologian. Yeah. Real theorist. Yeah. A a reality theorist and a historian. Because that's (laughs) what, you know what, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you just basically pay attention to history. That's it. That's what you are. You're a historian. Corruption, the the, the corruption throughout history is what a conspiracy theorist is. Um, Eddie created a system where he created all these different moves, right? And, you know, a lot of these moves are teaching you how to escape, you know, limb where somebody can break your limb or or choke you out or snap your neck or whatever. Wow. I don't do jujitsu much at all anymore because just because so many injuries from jujitsu. Wow. I've been training uh, Muay Thai off and on for 30 years. I started in North Hollywood off uh, Van Owen and what? There's a, it's a famous wrestler. I was a wrestler in high school. Oh, that's, that's great too. But, but, but I mean, I mean, I never mastered the art. How long did you do it for? you're doing right now. How long did you do uh, uh, wrestling for? I just wrestled for four years in high school and that was it. But I never mastered it and I always wanted to. And so I'm kind of jealous of the work you've done. So I collectively have done about nine months to a year of jujitsu because so Mm. many injuries. And we're talking about over the span of of 10 years right yeah i've stayed boxing and muay thai though you know off and on throughout my whole life those i've stayed dedicated to and i've gotten a lot of injuries from that too but that only happens from sparring right jujitsu i'll get injured just doing simple rolling techniques wow well i mean muay thai is great i i just want to learn more about the arts i think if you got a wrestling background your body may be you know structured for jujitsu you know anthony bourdain got into jujitsu in his 60s and wow he didn't really ever get injured to my knowledge so yeah you could you could there's a tenth where where are you living at now i'm in um, la crescenta so los angeles yeah there's a tenth planet in burbank cool yeah you you could check that out and uh i'm sure they'd love to have you there um Especially with with what you know, I know Eddie would probably be. I don't know Eddie. I'm. Uh, I've done some some uh, business with uh, one of one of his friends. They do the Tinfoil Hat podcast. This guy Sam Tripley is a comedian, and his podcast is incredible. And he has so many. And, and in fact, I'm going to do this podcast. And I've done T-shirts for them because I I do designs and, and logos, and I'm a tattoo artist. Um, but I've designed some T-shirts for those guys. Uh, but uh, I'm going to send my podcast to Sam. I'll text it to him and tell him you should get this guy on your podcast because nice. I think uh, he's got a massive audience. Um, yeah, that's great. But, yeah, you're probably designed for jujitsu if you're involved in wrestling. 
Well, it's, it's just, you know, I had an encounter yesterday. Was it yesterday? No, Saturday. I was at a park in West L.A. There was a meeting of freedom fighters and there was a homeless guy that came by and he kind of, you know, was doing his thing where he was yelling at us. And I went over to him and I basically did some emotional jujitsu work with him. Yeah. And, and within two minutes, he was gone. Henner Gracie talks about that a lot. You know, he's one of the heads of the, of the, of the Gracie family right now. But he just wrote a book, I think, called The 32 Laws of Jiu-Jitsu. And it's kind of like The 48 Laws of Power. I don't know if you're familiar with Robert Greene's work. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, to my knowledge, it's kind of based off The 48 Laws of Power or similar to that, right? Um, and he's, he's saying it's a practical application for how jujitsu affects your life all, all around. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I, the, the interesting thing about martial arts is because there's a lot of martial artists that are very vocal about how they feel about what's going on right now. And it's just amazing how so many Navy SEALs and special ops or ex military, how all these guys are so deeply involved in the conspiracy movement. It's like, well, well these guys, you know, they, they, they were henchmen for the government so it's like they've seen combat and you know a lot of the martial artists they, they, they see the okie doke going on well <laughs> i try to remind people all the time why was martial arts created because mm. the shoguns and the monarchs in asia were doing horrific things to the the small villages they were ah. abusing the villagers and the villagers needed to create a fighting system to defend themselves from the sh from the 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 military of of ancient China Japan Asia, you know. So it's like these guys created martial arts basically to defend against the people involved in conspiracies. Nice, nice. Wow, very cool. Yeah, very cool. So yeah, I don't I don't know if you could go over. Um, I don't know how many laws or or uh, uh, I for, codes y you mm -hmm. think are pertinent right now. If you were just going to give a bullet, sure. A I mean, in California, yeah. I mean, in is California this, is it California or is it national? So uh, the, there are federal laws in place, like twenty one U.S. Code three sixty BBB dash three which states that for any emergency use device, informed consent has to be given and we have the option to refuse. That's a black and white law. <laughs> Nobody can hide from it. There's nothing they can say to avoid it. It's like, boom, done, game over. The other you know, laws that are laws that they try to avoid, but they can't because it's in the constitution, is that um, any law about discrimination and that you are not allowed to discriminate against anybody for medical or religious reasons. And there's a federal law, Americans with Disabilities Act, and then every state has multiple Civil Rights Act acts saying that we are all equal and that nobody can get preference over another. In California, it's California Code 51. It's called the Unruh Civil Rights Act, basically stating that we're all equal and that discrimination cannot be done to us. So those are the pertinent laws right now, you know, um, laws about emergency use devices and laws about discrimination. And when this vaccine finally gets approved by the FDA, which will probably happen in September, you know, then we won't be able to use the argument that emergency use devices can't be mandated. Um, but we will be able to use the argument that 
you have to prove to us that there is a need for this vaccine because so far the vaccine has killed so many people the the problem better better be uh, worse than the solution because this solution is horrible. Oh, the solutions so, from the beginning of this have been horrible. Yeah. So, so what we're going to do is turn the tables on them. We're going to say, first of all, you can't discriminate against us. And secondly, now you have to prove to us that this is needed because so far you haven't proven it. So with, with that being said, like you have to prove it to us. What, what uh, laws or, or actions can we take if they if they do get it FDA approved? Um, yeah, we just we just you know say we have an exemption and we hold firm to that. And all this is based on them having to ask us if we're vaccinated or not. And that's another law. It's called a HIPAA law. Yeah, HIPAA. The, HIP, the HIPAA laws prevent anybody from asking us our private medical information. Yeah. So. There's a number of lawsuits that are going out right now, and and when they when they finish their due course, that will help us to stand on more and more laws. But for the time being, there's plenty to protect us. We just need to have the guts to be able to stand on it. Yeah, absolutely. What I've noticed too is, and I'm not a registered voter, uh, you know, yeah. uh, but I I do have a, a somewhat of a leaning more to the right than I do the left. I mean, even though, you know, if you had asked me 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, well, you know, most of the left is, you know, they don't trust the government. They don't want war. You know, like I always felt like the Democrats were the good guys. And, and but lately, I mean, in the last five years, I've just been like, man, it's out of control. I mean, the strictest lockdowns were all, all in blue states. Yeah, it definitely flipped. Yeah. And so I just don't believe the, the, the classic you know, uh, liberal is that th I think that's gone. And I think a lot of people are, are still kind of clinging to that. And I'm like, you know, your party is totally changed and you're not paying attention. But um, I, I feel like a lot of the, the 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 red states have been a lot more hesitant to uh, force masks and lockdowns and and all this stuff. Mm hmm. True. And uh, I'm in Washington, you know, I'm in the Pacific Northwest, but I, I've seriously been toying with the idea of moving to, you know, the dirty south or something, a place where <laughs> I know. it's a li little more red and, and, and these people are willing to, you know, a lot of people don't trust the government and they like freedom of speech and they love their oh, family and love guns. and. Well, what's hilarious, J Jeremy, is, is suddenly the rednecks are the ones making all the sense. I know, so crazy. Right. You're like, like, because if you would have asked me 10, 15 years ago, who, you know, out of the two party system who I hated, oh, conservatives all day. I fucking hated the Bushes. I couldn't stand right. them. I thought right. George Bush senior was the most evil president in my lifetime, for sure. Right. Right. Um, but now I'm just I'm just appalled at I'm appalled at both parties at this point. But sure. Particularly the left, because you look at the cities all across the country, too. They, they're just all blue and all the hor horrible stuff is happening in the, in those cities, you know, from homelessness yeah. to free drugs to crimes under a thousand, to, you know, gun violence, strictest gun laws, most gun violence. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm an environmentalist at heart. So the liberals were always great with that, but, um, but it's changed. And now the liberals really aren't protecting 
us as human beings. So the, the tables are turned and uh, we, we, you know, we need a new, a new form of politician. Absolutely. And I hope to be, I hope to be one of those. I really do want to run for office. I'm I think to San Diego. Yeah. I'm moving to San Diego this summer and I'm going to start on the local level and just work my way up. I think, yeah, you would, you would kill it. And, and as far as the environment goes, you know, nobody loves the environment more than I did. I, I spent 36 years in a shitty city like Los Angeles, moved to Hawaii, and, and got deeply involved in organic farming, landscaping, racing canoes, barefoot nice. hiking. and Nice. You know, and um, the the problem with the, the whole environmental thing is, is they're not talking about the environment. They're talking about climate change all the time now. And it's like, okay, right. well— it's really bizarre that climate change only seems to affect these these areas where everybody's talking about climate change, but you know these other really dry areas just don't seem to be affected by it. And what's even more absurd to me is that you guys aren't talking about the environment, which we have full control over. And the people that are pushing the climate change agenda are all in bed with a lot of these companies that are creating styrofoams and you know chemicals huh. and. And wow. they're they're not regulating them, but they're trying to convince that it's like people like you and me that it's that's that's why climate change is happening because of you eaters, you useless breathers, and it's like yeah, well, what what you know, you guys are the ones that are that are allowing all this toxic distribution all over the sure. The it's world. a big picture, and they're just looking at the small picture. Yeah. It's it's so yeah, it's so disconnected from the truth about what's going on on a big big picture level. Well, Jeff, dude, it, unless you have anything else that you feel like, you know, people need to hear, I mean, I know you're uh -huh. a busy man, so. No, no, I'll just give people the spelling of my name. It's W-I-T-Z-E-M-A-N. It's a German name, Witzemann, and it means joke man. And if you got to see my family and how unfunny they are, huh. you would get the irony of that. But apparently somebody in my past was a joke man, so it's, uh, it's a German Witzemann. But if you look for me either on any social media, uh, you can find me under Jeff Weitzman, and my website is cancercanbekilled.com. And the organization I'm working with right now is called Health Freedom for Humanity. And if people go to the contact page of Health Freedom for Humanity and sign up, they'll get my newsletter every Monday. Awesome. Jeff, I got, yeah. I got a personal question. When is your birthday? April 21st. Oh, you're on the cusp, Aries Taurus. Yep, yep. Right on. Hell yeah. <laughs> you had to learn patience being an Aries. <laughs> right? You got to learn yeah, patience right. being an Aries. Yeah. And I had to learn how to use the bull for good purposes. I mean, you're doing it, man. I, I love your videos. I couldn't be, be any happier that you came on the podcast. Thank you so much, Jeff. And right uh, I, I, I'll, uh, I'll text you uh, the episode once it's uploaded. Great, man. Let's keep this going. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Jeremy. All right, I'll be in touch. All righty. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Guys, I, 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 man, was so excited to get this guy on the podcast because he's involved in so much epic stuff, and um, I couldn't be more grateful that he came on and uh, getting to know him a little bit and, and, and just the similarities and, and just his his wealth and knowledge and, and, and man, just so stoked that he came on the podcast. And I hope you guys will share this with your friends 
and uh, you know, smash, you know, give me five star review or give me a one star review if you don't like my podcast. And uh, you know, uh, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, love, healing, and truth. Mind, body, spirit. You guys stay healthy, stay active. And uh, thanks for listening to Esoteric Gladiator. Bye-bye.